0: Welcome to Spark, our weekly inspirational podcast full of actionable ideas for strategically preparing your business and yourself for anything that may come your way. I'm your host, Stephanie Redcross West, and now let's jump into our next episode. Hello everyone. Today's topic. Today is about renovating your vegan business. Now, when I say vegan business, as many of you know, I support vegans out there in the world that are often creating their own businesses. So, when I say vegan business, I'm not necessarily talking just about food based businesses. I'm really talking to every vegan out there in the world who has created any type of business, whether you have a yoga business, a fitness business, maybe you do cooking classes, whether you're an accountant, financial advisor, maybe you help people with knitting, or maybe you are an artist um, and you're doing music or you're drawing, no matter what type of business you have. What I want to talk about today is how you can renovate that in this current environment. Now, for many of you out there, you've been pivoting. You've been trying to navigate all these seas, trying to figure out ways to not only kind of build a sustainable path for your business, but also for many of you, it's just been about kind of keeping alive, just keeping your business afloat. So I completely understand that you might have been in a mode of reaction. You might have been in a mode where you've been just trying to figure it all out. And number one, I commend you for digging deep. I commend you for going out there and making sure that thinking about that laser focus, thinking about are there things that you can do even from a DIY standpoint in your business where you can make a renovation, a change. You can build from what you already have established in your business and go from there. So it's not about coming up with a brand new product, a brand new service, a completely new way of doing something. This is about building on the hard work and really infrastructure that you put in place for a while in your business, depending on how long you've been in business. And what I want to do is kind of talk about some of those ideas, maybe inspire you today and get you thinking about where some of those opportunities are. So the first place I want you to start thinking about are your existing customers or previous customers. Now I've talked about in previous sessions, how important it is to service people who have already been your customers. But when we put that renovation kind of perspective, hat, or lens on things. What I want you to do is look at your products or services and think about what can you do differently with a product or service or class or an offering that you've actually provided maybe to your customers before that can be updated, that can be updated to the current environment to help them. And let me give an example. I've been doing a lot lately since we've launched a um, brand new cooking class. training series where we're teaching instructors on how to digitize their cooking classes. I've been having my mind on this a lot lately, so I wanted to give you maybe example in this realm. But obviously, this can apply to all different types of business models. So when we think about the existing customers or previous customers, in this case, if you're an instructor, you're thinking about a previous student, someone who's taken one of your cooking classes before. In today's environment, we're all shopping differently. In in today's environment, we have different kind of requirements, people in the home, or maybe in the home a little bit more than we have before. Maybe we're a little bit snacking more. We're doing all these things differently. So what I might suggest is taking some of your existing cooking classes and bundling them together in a way that talks about kind of a more pandemic preparedness approach to cooking, an approach that talks about the changes and the differences that we're doing. For example, I'm shopping totally differently. I'm using things like Instacart to pick up my groceries and my items. I actually get boxes of fresh vegetables delivered to my home. And that's different than what I've done before. And when I'm getting fresh vegetables delivered to my home, I'm getting more variety. I'm getting things that when I was in the grocery store, I probably picked up my go-to items Or now I'm getting things like yucca and I'm getting sometimes cauliflower one week and the next week I'm getting beets and zucchini. And while I love all those items, I may not have those recipes at my fingertips. So if you were a cooking instructor or you are a cooking instructor and I was in your shoes, what I would do is bundle together some of my classes and develop an actual program that is specific around the needs that people have today. So talk about shopping in the current environment and add that to your cooking class. Maybe it's a cooking class series, maybe it's a cooking class workshop. And the first piece of that is just about shopping today, how to shop how to use many of these digital tools or digital formats, how to do things like Instacart pickup versus Instacart delivery and so forth. Then from there, how to help people that are maybe getting items that they're not used to getting or how to help people really use everything in their refrigerator. So how to create dynamic recipes, how to create recipes that are building recipes, like build a bowl kind of recipes. So a person can make a veggie bowl with an amazing sauce on top obviously one of my favorite things, but you teach them that you can use whatever's available in your house or in your box because all you have to do is pick three or four different vegetables. And by teaching people certain types of recipes that are more adapted to what we're currently going through, what I believe you can do is create this new kind of class offering, this new kind of more dynamic class offering to the needs of today to an existing or previous student. You can take what you've already done well and by adding some of these items that are relevant today to that offering, now what you can do is you can go back to people that you already know already have a relationship. People who have maybe paid you for a cooking class before and now they may be willing to buy your product or your program or your series of classes because now those series of classes are relevant to today. Now I did a cooking class instructor example, but this can fit in any type of instructor. If you're a yoga instructor, you can develop classes. You can develop kind of routines that help people help people maybe with morning um, yoga routines that they should be doing, especially since we're all getting out less. Maybe you'll talk about routines they should put in place that they're doing as they go to bed at night, you know, routines that help them unwind and creating a package that that actually is relevant to today. What can you do that maybe if you're in the fitness industry, you may be developing classes that are family fitness classes. In the past, what we do as maybe a fitness instructor, you'd be working with one individual with their individual needs. We're in this environment because many people are home during the day. Many people are maybe having family members, kids join in. What you can do now is expand that offering by turning it into a potential family fitness program, family fitness kind of components. And maybe what you're doing is extending that out to a bigger package, to a bigger offering, so that you'll be working with the family and coming up with different routines that the family can do together and that the family can do separate. And that's what I want you to do from a renovation standpoint. I want you to think of the expertise you already have, the things that you already offer, and really coupling them together, looking at them differently, and truly developing packages that help people through these difficult times, that give them the support that they need today, and it gives them a perspective on how to use your services in today's environment. How are the services that you offer support them in what they're challenged with today because people are feeling a little more stressed, because people are feeling a little more anxious, because people are worried about certain things, how can you help them through that process and how do your services do it? The other thing is to think about when you're renovating is how what you're offering has much more of that digital edge, has much more of that at-home kind of approach, has much more of a remote kind of ability for people to use your services and offerings. So when you're thinking about Kind of that renovation in your services and your products, I want to make sure that you're enhancing the experience and allowing it to lean into the environment we're in. I'm working with a lot of my clients that have been forced to doing things online. I have a client that did a workshop last weekend. And one thing that we did is we looked at the workshop differently. We looked at it very different from maybe what they would do in an in-person scenario where they may have slots slides, presentation, they'd get up, do the presentation, do the slides, hand out this big workbook um, and this information, and a person would be able to learn, get that information and go. Instead, what we said is instead of running your workshop like an in-person workshop, let's digitize it. Let's make sure that the experience in there feels more right and almost natural for your digital clap for your workshop. And what does that mean? What does that feel like? What that means is we had, um, I had my clients set up two screens. So they were doing a Zoom session And what happens is on one screen is where they would have their screen share, their slides and everything they look at. And then the other screen, they would actually have set up so that they can see all of their participants. So the entire time that they're doing a presentation, they could interact with their participants. And by having kind of those two screen approaches for this digital class, what they could do is ask their students to do things, to raise their hands, head, to give them a head nod, to give them a thumbs up. By asking people to participate in ways that make sense in the digital platform allows you to pull people in. The other thing we talked about is having not only just breaks in general, but having things that people can do during those breaks. So whether you do a little bit of a stretch exercise, have people do a mini yoga experiment or activity, whether you have people go grab a snack and bring that snack back so that it's snack time together and everyone kind of chit chats during a 10 minute snack break and then comes back into the class. That's what you want to start to do. You want to make sure that you are renovating your experience for your students and for people that you're training. So therefore, what can happen in your business is you're taking something you already have done. You already have the slides for that workshop. You already have the presentation, the materials, everything that you've had before. But instead of maybe giving everyone this big binder that you would have handed out in person, break it up into a couple of sheets. Identify what are some of the mission critical items. Maybe even break it out so that some items are workbook items. So they're almost like little sheets that people can take notes on during your session. And therefore they can get the binder with all the training materials or your slides after the presentation or after the workshop. But during the workshop, you give them sheets so they can take notes. And while, yeah, people can take notes freehand on any sheet of paper, if you give someone that a sheet that is actually organized the way you're online lecture is set up and it's organized by topic. It asks specific questions or has them write down specific items or questions that you're going to have them do or things that you want them to learn. If you have a worksheet that kind of feels like a workbook, like, you know, if you were taking any type of class that people can follow along and write notes in, it's going to make those things more tangible it's gonna make those things stick a little bit more. It can make the experience of having an online class, an online workshop, an online kind of environment feel different because it's a little bit more interactive. You have to pull out your Worksheet 1 and then pull out Worksheet 2. And then you can have people fill them out and show you Worksheet 1, show you what they wrote down. You can even have people maybe share what they wrote down and share that information. All of these items are a renovation of the way that you're already potentially teaching. Now, for some of you maybe like, Stephanie, I'm not in the service side. I don't do classes. I'm not an instructor. So what can I do? How can I renovate? And a lot of that has to do with doing things like bundles. It has to do with creating packages. So whether you're in the retail space, whether you're maybe in the service side, but what you want to do is be able to bundle multiple things together. The idea is instead of creating a new product or service, take what you already have and repackage it in a way that it's a new solution. Repackage it in a way that instead of someone buying your physical product, maybe someone buying your book. One thing that I love that people do, if you've been hosting juice feces as an example, have people do a juice feast at home. Turn it into the at home juice feast. So you're still shipping out the products, you're still shipping or delivering the juice to your customers, or they can do a curbside pickup. But instead of them just picking up the juice, put a program around that. If you own a juice bar, put a process around that. So if they pick up juices for this week and they have three pickup dates, what you're also going to do is host a live session online on Zoom to walk through the experience of doing a juice feast, to walk through the experience of what it's like, what they should be feeling like, giving people feedback, and so forth. All I'm talking about here is taking what you're doing and adding a little bit of an element to it. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments. Let me know what you think because what I want to, I guess, do today is give you that spark, give you that idea that helps you kind of run with this idea, that gives you that opportunity to think of your business in a way that what you have and what is working can still work in this environment. It just may need a different kind of perspective or way of selling it. It may need a different way of supporting people. It may need you to create a programmatic approach to your products and services. So it's just like a lot of people have moved to subscription services when it comes to having physical products. So if you do skincare products, as an example, think about how a subscription model would work for you. Think about how you can set up products that are sent out and shipped out every single month. See if you can get people to sign up for those products, whether it's skincare, whether it's fitness items that you put together or anything that you curate, what you can start to do is help people through that process. Now, We've been talking about products, we've been talking about services, we've been talking about what you can sell, but the renovation doesn't stop there. The renovation that you can do in your business can also be around how you support people, the services, the content, the materials that are available to them. And the next thing I would recommend if you're looking at renovating your business, if you're looking at kind of increasing not only the interaction, the engagement, and potentially the experience for your customers is to think about how you can renovate your homepage and your navigation in this environment. Often when people are coming to your website, especially these days, they're looking for something specific. They're looking for something that's relevant to today. So if you are actually trying to help service your customers and help people through the process, instead of letting them try to figure it out, Create a drop-down in your navigation that says these are the COVID guides. These are the materials that you need if you find yourself at home. So instead of someone just looking at your site and saying, oh, great, you teach fitness. Instead, create a navigation on your site that says at home fitness routines, because that's what people are looking for, you know, or no gym, no equipment routines. Have that in the navigation so that people can start to find the information, the content that they need. If we're finding, you know, a lot of people are reaching towards plant-based products, they're looking for recipes and maybe they're making things that they haven't made before. Create a navigation that says the beginner vegan or the beginner's guide to plant-based. And then have just those recipes listed there. Now, beginner's guide to plant-based might be a little long in that, in the navigation, but maybe you start to organize your navigation in a way that helps people that are beginners or novice versus having your recipes just organized by cuisine or organized by ingredients or organized um, in other ways. Think about in this environment, how it would help people. If people are doing more batch cooking because they have more people at home, more people that they're caring for their home and they need to be able to make meals and make snacks and make a lot of the things that they used to shop for, they used to go out and grab on the go, then create those types of menu items. Add a snack session section for people. And I know there's some debate about snacking and how we should snack and how healthy we should be snacking. But what I really want you to do is remember that people have certain needs today. People have certain needs now. And what I want you to make sure you're doing is when someone comes to your homepage, they can find those things quickly on your homepage. They can find those things quickly and easily in your navigation so they can get where they need to be quickly. Because the way you might've organized your website before, the way you might've organized your content before might've been perfect in a traditional environment. But in today's environment, people have specific needs and I want you to be able to make these changes. The other reason I bring up navigation is I know for many of you, organizing or redoing your homepage is such a ton of work. Like, or you just from the tech, You don't have the tech to redesign and recreate that homepage. But making a tweak to the navigation is not extremely hard. That's normally just changing out some text and changing out those links. So even if you had to hire someone to do it, we're talking less than an hour's worth of work. And if you changed your navigation or added a section for what your customers currently need right now or prospects need right now, they might be able to navigate your site much easier and much better. Okay. Oh, we had a question. Hey, Debbie, it's good to see you there. You were saying you're enjoying these ideas and brainstorming as you explain it. I love the bundle aspect and to see how this would be rele- very relevant to coaching and food institutions. Absolutely. Um, the other thing I love about bundling is sometimes when we're talking, especially for anyone who's a coach or anyone who does a lot of teaching around nutrition, um, teaching people how to Um, make changes in their diet, make changes in their lifestyle, and so forth, often by coupling together different styles of teaching. So coupling together something like a course, coupling together a class, um, coupling together a course with a workshop, coupling together a course or workshop and coaching. When you start to bundle those things together, you can really help people. And then the other thing that I really love to do, and I would also recommend or consider doing anyone out here that has that ability is to think about what kind of bundle you could put together that's an offering for the rest of the year. That's an offering that someone could sign up and they pay you weekly, every two weeks, pay you monthly. And what happens is this is your service till the end of the year that someone can pay for. And that way you're seen as their support system from now through 2020. You can give people a level of relief when they feel like, oh, I'm going to sign up for these yoga classes and this yoga support that's actually going to take me throughout the year. So it's going to be teaching me new routines, new ways of doing things, new ways to stretch, um, new ways to help with stress, new ways to maybe help get my family involved, have maybe some yoga sessions with my kids. And what happens is the training and support that you're offering, it becomes a little bit dynamic because what you're doing is offering them support over time. What also happens in a business is it also gives you a product or service that allows you to get paid over multiple not months. So create some stability in your business because now people are paying you monthly, weekly, and so forth for this level of support with the commitment that they're going to pay you until the end of the year. Now you can build a much more just sustainable and reliable business because you're structuring less as one-offs, you know, hire me for a few weeks, hire me for a few sessions. Instead, you're really hiring me for the rest of 2020 so we can help you get through this year successfully. And my products and services, whether you're an instructor, whether you're a coach, whether you're a trainer, and whether you do a little bit of both, have a little bit of product, but also teach, this is a great way, I think, of moving forward. The other thing I would love for you to do is think about the content that you have and reimagine that content. And what I mean by that is for many of you, you've written blog posts, you've written content, you've done articles or interviews, and you've put out a lot of information on a lot of topics over the years. So instead of continuing to just write new, take what you've written before and start to update it to today's times if you've been talking about even just shopping guides in your area, if you've been teaching people the restaurants to eat or your favorite restaurants in the area, do an updated version of that that talks about your favorite restaurants to do curbside pickup. If you've been doing things on shopping, do an updated post about shopping now during the pandemic and when to shop, best time to shop, which stores to go to. We were going to a couple of, we went to a grocery store the other day, same chain and everything. Experience was totally different. My grocery store up the street, they're cleaning off, wiping off all the carts. They're cleaning the counters. They're very, very diligent. I really, really appreciate it. And whether you agree with the approach or not, what I really am trying to point out is when I went to our store that was close to us, they had a process and system in place that they were using to keep people safe. I went to the same chain, totally different location, did not have any of those things in place at all. They didn't even have, you know, the hand sanitizer available. They didn't have wipes. They didn't have a lot of those things that I saw at the other store. So if I was a blogger, if I was a person that was telling people where they should shop, where are some of those best experiences in today's environment, I would make that contrast and say, use this store because of that reason. And that's what you can do with your content. That's what you can help people. You can talk about podcasts that you are following these days, day and age, what that information is like, why you're following these new podcasters and how they're helping you get through. You could talk about the apps that you're using to help you kind of create that mental stability. Anything like that where you have maybe written articles or content in the past, update that. Add some kind of current day application to it is another great way to renovate and make sure that you're using what you have, kind of the best of what you had, and reimagine it. And then the last idea I want to give you once again around content is live sessions. I love these live sessions. It's so much fun to get a chance to talk to many of you. It's great when some of you have comments during the live session. Some of you are commenting afterwards. Some people are sending me emails and notes. I just love them and it's just so much fun. And what I would love to do is inspire some of you out there to go live too. And I know it can be a little... I can feel a little nervous at time. I know it can feel like, should I do it? Am I going to have enough people and all of that? Remember, it's not about the people. It's not about who signs up right away, shows up right away. It's about being able to help, even if it's one person. It's about the idea that this is your opportunity to help and contribute and give to the world. So give it freely. Don't have requirements on how many people need to show up and watch it. Just do the sessions. And what happens is people will come. Once the session is available, you can share it. You can give it to other people. So even if it's live and people aren't watching it live, that's okay. It's still amazing content. The benefit of doing live is over time, it will build. Over time, people will show up for the live sessions. And not just that, people will see you, recognize you, invite you to do podcasts and interviews. So it creates all these amazing opportunities. So don't be afraid if you don't have a gazillion people on your live session. This is really your opportunity, your chance to be out there for your community and help them. And what I love for people to do as far as a renovation kind of strategy is take a blog post that you've written about, take content that you've given information about. Maybe you've talked about sustainability. I think one of our biggest challenges right now in this current environment is sustainability is tough. Because we're doing so much curbside pickups. So we get a lot of plastic. Um, in this environment, we're throwing away a lot of things just because of the caution that many of us are approaching things with. You know, we're not able to use maybe some of those bulk areas in grocery stores that we're using before as a way to actually cut down on waste. So what you may want to do is take a blog post that talks about that topic and turn it into a live session where you talk about how people can be more sustainable in their behavior and their actions in this environment how they can make different choices, buy specific products, support specific businesses to achieve that goal. And now what you're doing is you're taking a blog that was already has the foundation. you already done the basic research and information as well as this might be a blog post that's very popular on your site. And by converting that to a live session where you talk about that topic in today's environment, you're now almost... Moving into a new space, you're almost moving into like a, like the reporting the news. You're starting to become very topical in your information. And that way, your content really gets two opportunities to live breathe, and help the world. It gets to be written down in a traditional blog post environment, and then it gets to be translated into the now discussion. It gets to be translated into a video format. It gets to be translated maybe into a format where you do have people showing up live and they're asking questions, interacting with you, and so forth. So consider this when you're thinking about ways you can kind of renovate your business and really kind of Make updates and changes that are going to help you sustain your business, help you do more and get more of, out of what you do, and ultimately kind of grow your business in this very difficult environment without trying to start over or start from scratch. What I often love for you to do is build from what you have, and that's what I'm hoping that you take away from today's live session. That's what I'm hoping the light bulbs and everything are jumping around in your head as you're listening to me today, and you look for ways to make sure you can do a little mini project, a tweak, an update, or a change to what you're doing so you can better service your customers, better support your community, and renovate, renovate, renovate. So with that, we're going to sign off today. Once again, thank you so much for everyone who's joined us live. As always, if you love what we're doing and love these sessions, we love to get likes and hugs and updates and thumbs ups, as well as comments. Let us know in the comments if this inspired you to actually act on an idea. So whether you're watching this live or... Whether you're watching this as a replay or watching or listening to this as part of our podcast or video series, we love to hear your feedback. We love it when you smash those like buttons. We love it when you subscribe because this is just a great way for us to be there for you. It's a great way for me to kind of express ideas. It's a great way for me to share with you. And I really hope that you continue to watch, continue to support us. And I really look forward to continuing to support support you as well. So with that, we're going to be signing off today and I'll see you next week. Bye everyone.